honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, and I'm sure some others. <laughs> Great to be on board with you once again today, talking regular season Timberwolves basketball, as the Timberwolves are off to a 3 and one start. Not bad, eh? It's safe to say I'll take it. Uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. 3-1 and one start for the Wolves. Not everything has been perfect. Not everything is, uh, you know, all glitz and glitter or not all that's glittering is gold. But, hey, we're 3-1 and one and we beat the Bucks. We beat the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> In fact, it almost never happens. Houston and, and New Orleans, eh, well, we beat them. We beat them once. We beat New Orleans once and lost to them once, but we beat the Rockets easily. Four games to review, three games to preview, and then, of course, fan interaction if there's anything there. I think there is. Pretty, yeah, there's got to be some stuff built up over the past few weeks or so. Still unable to post on Facebook, but that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah, unable to post on Facebook. Yeah, that's because I'm just a genius, I guess, but uh, that's how that goes. Let's uh, get on where I need to be. I shouldn't even have mentioned that. Okay, Houston Sprockets. We played the Sprockets. They're back to being mad again, where they're not real good. The 20th of October, the Wolves look like a very exciting, fun team in front of, uh, well, not even a sellout crowd, 16,000 plus, slight, slightly over 16,000. But we won the game. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards made it all look easy. There was actual defense and all that. We, we showed our length and all that. Of course, Josh Akogi started at small forward. I not a big fan of that choice, but, well, luckily that won't last too long. McKinley Wright even got in the game because the Wolves were doing a little stomping job out there. He hit a three-pointer. Good for him. Jake Lehman played a couple minutes. Balmero played a couple minutes. You won't really be seeing those guys a whole lot the rest of this week. Jared Vanderbilt, very small role in the first game of the season, which was a little bummer, but you'll see his role increase, which I think is a good idea because he actually looks better than last year. Nasrita three blocks in the game. Not bad. But again, the length, the athleticism, and just the excellence of Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards especially made things, made us all feel so good. Uh, Houston's got a group of players that, uh, yeah, Daniel Theus. Yeah, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., okay, we've, we've heard of him. And yes, we've heard of Daniel Theus. Uh, Jalen Green, okay. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, former Los Angeles Clipper. Yes, uh, John Wall is pretty much being held out so they can trade him to God knows where. I'm not sure who wants John Wall at this point. The the, the contract, the injury-prone, uh, the fact that he's injury-prone anyway, and that he's not as good as he was supposed to be, that kind of thing. Gee, that never happens, does it? Never, never, ever, ever happens. Carlton Towns, world record 10 rebounds, considering how, yeah, he doesn't rebound lately this year. He won't be hearing a whole lot of rebounding in the upcoming games. The Wolves would struggle in the rebounding category until Milwaukee. 46, that's not the worst number ever because Houston stinks. So I guess we'll get rebounds against them. 
but man, I'm gonna, so 46. I'm curious how many Houston had. I'm blanking on that one. It was 41. So we actually won the rebounding battle there, which is nice. But again, a fun start to the season. But again, Houston is probably going to have the worst record in the league this year. They're going to be in the top three in the draft unless they, you know, lose their luck or whatever. They don't have much luck in the top of the draft. Last year, they didn't get the number one pick. Still had a wonderful player, though. So good for them and all that. Good for them. God bless them. Good luck and all that cute stuff. <laughs> yep, we will continue moving on with the New Orleans Pelicans. Both games were actually quite ugly. Uh, there was defense and all that, but some of it was just missing shots and not executing real well. 23rd of October, that was Saturday, Saturday, 96-89, to 89, all in target center, just like the Houston game. Carl Anthony Towns would lead the club in scoring. Brandon Ingram was freaking awesome. He was awesome last year. Jonas Valanciunas was a pest to deal with, and man, he's, he's tough. He's a hell of a player, to be quite honest, and so is NAW, I guess. Nah. Okay, Neil, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he was a guy who was floating around where the Wolves would have picked if we didn't take Jared Culver. Let's just leave that alone. That's uh, beating a dead horse, isn't it? 14 rebounds for Nico Alexander Walker from the perimeter. Man, he's outstanding. Offensive rebounds are a huge problem in a lot of these games. 21 offensive rebounds. It's, it's offensive. I'm offended. 21 offensive rebounds for the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Wolves. And again, Brandon Ingram has been a Wolves killer the last couple of years. Luckily, the Wolves didn't end up surviving, which is great. We appreciate that very, very, very much. I'm so happy we did. But it wasn't a pretty game at all. It really wasn't. Josh Okogie still in the starting lineup, and he didn't score a point. At least he can rebound. I mean, that's the one thing he can do that's bigger than his size. He can rebound. Other than that, I, I, I don't know. I don't want him starting, and I don't want him at the forward position. Small or power. Absolutely not power forward. McDaniels, I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. Again, I'm going to keep saying it. For maybe any new listeners out there, he reminds me of Josh Smith. Remember him with the Atlanta Hawks in the past? Josh Smith? That's who he reminds me of. I'm not sure he'll be as good of a scorer as Josh Smith, as the offense is certainly lacking. There is ability there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell stunk in both of these games. I mean, look at this assist-to-turnover ratio. Just think about this. Seven turnovers, one assist. That is freaking atrocious. I, I mean, that's great. That, that just sums it all up. And <laughs> during the course of these games, he said, I forgot how to play basketball. We're paying you $30 million a year plus to tell us you forgot how to play basketball. Dude, get your head out of your ass, man. Seriously, that'd be great. Uh, Patrick, yeah, that would that. Yeah, that would be great if you'd get your head out of your ass. Yeah, I keep doing that during Timberwolves shows, don't I? <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> that would be great. Torian Prince, he plays a role. Nothing super special out there. I, he hasn't stood out to me. Jared Vanderbilt still got eight rebounds in only 12 minutes and three steals. That's impressive. See, that's the difference between guys with their minutes, their pay, and this and that versus other guys with less minutes and less pay, and they're more effective, they're more productive. It's like, hello, Another guy who's probably extremely frustrated right now, and you just knew that's just how it's going to be. It is what it is, and that's kind of what he fell into in Denver. That would be Malik Beasley. He's pretty much averaging six points a game right now, unfortunately, which I'm sure he's really not happy with. Less than 20 minutes in most of the games he's played in. That's got to suck, man, considering he's a guy who could score 20 points a game. His defense isn't as good, but he is a crisp here. He has a crisp shot, very crisp three-point shot. 
and just in general. Uh, he's averaging 21 minutes a game and officially six and a half points. But yeah, I was pretty much on the button with that one. Nas Reed's only averaging 14 minutes a game. And this was after the Bucks game. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, they're going to be way up there in the league scoring numbers. D'Angelo Russell's averaging less than 30% from beyond the arc. Carl's at 52. Patrick Beverly, 44. And now three games. Everybody, and I mean everybody, in the locker room, every fan in the seats, every fan watching on the uh, widescreen, we'll call it, I guess. Well, you know, modern TVs. Is a fan of Patrick Beverly because he's not on the Clippers anymore. He's not on the Houston Rockets anymore. He's on the Timberwolves. And yeah, if he's on your team, you love him. Uh, just like my old buddy Dave Reinhardt. If he's on your team, you love him. If you don't, if, he, if he's not, he's a headache to deal with. He's a pain in the ass. Good defense, and he's, he's kind of, you know, a little chippy a little bit, just a little bit. So Patrick Beverly's probably very chippy. In fact, that's a, probably a better way to describe him. Um, man, he's, he's awesome, isn't he? And everybody's happy to have him. D'Angelo Russell stunk the whole game, but he had a shot kind of bounce off the backboard and kind of roll in late to kind of put the game away. So we're happy that he's kind of clutch when it matters, but he stunk in the game. Let's just be honest. Just say it like it is. He stunk. 5 of 14, 2 of 7 from downtown, and 7 turnovers. Luckily, the Wolves come out victors. Anthony Edwards didn't shoot well, but he made the shots he needed to, and he rebounded the ball very nicely. 9 rebounds. He's, he's averaging about 8 a game right now. Anthony Edwards is averaging eight rebounds a game. That's pretty good. It's freaking awesome. And his passing, his playmaking ability has gotten better during the course uh, since from the offseason to this year. It, it was showing signs last year. Now you can just see there's, there is a lot there. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, he is not. Andrew Wiggins, this ass. <laughs> 25 points, eight rebounds, almost four assists. Andrew Wiggins, this ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually, you know, higher than like 33% from downtown. 30 sticks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Obviously not perfect. Again, Torian Prince off to a super slow start, like I mentioned earlier. We'll, we'll see. He'll probably get in a bit of a groove as things progress. I'm sure Malik Beasley will get in a bit of a groove. Nas Reed, guys like that. Still kind of feeling things out. Leandro Balmero. Don't expect a ton of playing time until maybe like December and into January. You'll probably see more and more of him. Especially if and when people get banged up a little bit and have to miss a game or whatever the case is, it get ejected. Who knows if Carl Anthony Towns could keep his head on straight, which he did very nicely in the Milwaukee Bucks game. But in the course of these Pelicans games, Valanciunas, he's a pain in the ass and he's really good. And it really started to get to Carl Anthony Towns as he just complains and complains after every call, every non-call. He's getting worse and worse. People are getting tired of it. To be fair, Carl Anthony Towns had an awesome game on Monday, but generally speaking, he was just back to being his ultra-complaining self. Couple steals, couple blocks, 32 points, 14 freaking rebounds. So he finally got 14 rebounds, which is awesome. Anthony Edwards, 9 rebounds in that one, 28 points. Again, didn't shoot particularly well, but nobody did in that game, and the Wolves ended up losing 107-98. It was the game on Saturday where he followed out, and he was kind of running around. Him being Carl Anthony Towns, making kind of a fool of himself out there. And it's just, yep, local media everywhere, they're getting tired of it, they're getting frustrated, and I don't blame any one of them, as that became a bit of a rant. Uh, Valanciunas, also in this game, got a rebound that, like, I think three Timberwolves should have gotten to. He was able to get to it, and he made it look super easy. He wound up with 23 rebounds in the game, and he did a Tom Brady to, I can't even think of, like, to Mike Evans, 
basically. He did a Tom Brady to Mike Evans. Like, three-fourths court pass, perfect play, and nobody on. I can't remember who the, who the receiver was. <laughs> I can't remember who caught the ball. It might have been Devontae Graham. I can't remember. And it doesn't really matter. The fact was the guy was wide open, and it was a wide, it was a layup. It was a dunk, basically. Nobody even close. It's just like, come on, guys. It's like you're just standing around the guy. Chase, get after him. I, I don't know what you're doing. And, yeah, it just nobody was on the guy. And it was just kind of a way to sum the whole game up. And, yes, D'Angelo Russell forgot how to play basketball. Thank you, D'Angelo. I appreciate it. 22-23 and 23 for Jonas Valanciunas. He is definitely the player of both games, even though Brandon Ingram was awesome as well. Again, a Wolves killer, big time. Even in games when the Pelicans didn't beat the Wolves, the guy was deadly last year and this year. D'Angelo Russell forgot how to play basketball. 3 of 14, 1 of 8 from downtown. Not sure this, uh, not sure the, the Bucks game is going to save D'Angelo Russell from getting a certain award. <laughs> because look what happened. See, I mean, obviously 3 of 14 and he made that stupid line, which he's been known to do couple of cute stats thrown in there, which is nice. The six rebounds, that's actually nice. <clears throat> and the fact he made both free throws he attempted. He attempted only two free throws. Let's not forget that part. <clears throat> Beasley only made one three in the entire game. And a couple of free throws. Woohoo. <clears throat> what an overall mess of a game. Absolute disaster from Russell and Beasley. Guys like that that were really dominant at times last year in the later stages of the season when Beasley wasn't suspended anyway. <sighs> Sorry for all the side shots here, but it's frustrating, some of this. But uh, Anthony Edwards, despite not shooting all that well in the game, still wound up with 28 points and was keeping the Wolves in the mix. And again, Carl had a great game, but just can't keep his composure. He's been getting too frustrated too easily. Patrick Beverly's been trying to tell him, forget about it, to stop. Forget about the ref. Just move on. Just play, damn it. That's basically what Patrick Beverly's approach has been on the bench and on the court, which is really cool. And, I don't know, Carl hopefully improved on it, and yes, he did, versus the Milwaukee Bucks, as the Wolves would lose their first game to the Pelicans on Monday, and then Milwaukee on Wednesday, the 27th of October, as we head to the end of October, just about one more game with Denver coming up. You'll hear about that in seg numero dos, or segment number two anyway. D'Angelo Russell will leave the Wolves, lead the Wolves in scoring. He was very solid, probably shot a little too much for my liking. Certainly wasn't perfect. He was really hot early. In fact, downright outstanding early, to be quite fair. 7 of 7 from the floor, and the Wolves were up 16 to 7. It was a very early start for D'Angelo, scorching the net, and things quieted down quickly after that. Sounds about right. And then he hit a clutch shot late. That's pretty much D'Angelo Russell. Uh, we all played the Bucks until late in the fourth, but held on, thank God. Uh, the Wolves never trailed in the game. Absolutely never trailed in the game. Anthony Edwards was relatively quiet, but had a really good third quarter. That was awesome. Beasley, overall lack of minutes. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Just, it's never going to, it's not going to change right now. A guy who majorly stood out was somebody who entered the starting lineup for the first time, and that was Jared Vanderbilt. 10 points, 13 rebounds. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And over 30 minutes. That's what I'm talking about. Milwaukee's a little bigger, and especially when you get the Greek freak on the floor, you need somebody like that, even if the Greek freak's going to beat him, which is going to happen because he's one of the best players on the planet, and they are the defending champions for a reason, because uh, Mr. Greek Freak, Gionitz, am I finally saying it right now? I hope, I hope Nick Timus and others out there, <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right, I do, I'm not trying to be a jerk or sarcastic, I, I sincerely hope I'm doing it right, um, 
Giannis, oh, yeah, he's, he's obviously, you know, he, he willed that team to a championship last year, and good for him, along with some wonderful play by his teammates. Back to where I need to be. Jaden McDaniels, that's how you rebound the ball, you son of a gun. 11, that's what I'm talking about. And I remember early, I need to backtrack. Uh, was it against the, the Rockets? All the way back to the Rockets, like four blocks, three steals. It was unbelievable. The guy is just all over the place. Again, he somehow wound up on my fantasy team. Did Jaden McDaniels. He doesn't score a lot. In fact, he's averaging three and a half a game in points. Oh, but he's averaging almost two blocks and a steal and a half. I mean, the guy brings it every night. Even if he doesn't put up the stats necessarily, the points, he'll he'll get the blocks. He'll be a presence. And he does have a nice, crisp uh, catch-and-shoot three, which is going to keep getting better and better. But back to where I wanted to be with uh, Jared Vanderbilt. I want him in the starting lineup as much as possible. I like bigger lineups, and here's the thing. It's not even about bigger lineups. Do you really think Vanderbilt and McDaniels are big? They're long, but are they big? They're not big. You know, there's nothing wrong with this lineup. I think it's probably the best lineup. Uh, Josh Okogie completely fell out of the rotation, at least for this game. Talk is that he would have played if, say... Drew Holiday was healthy, and he'll probably re-enter the rotation, but I don't want him to re-enter the starting lineup. Go ahead and put him back in the rotation or something if you want to. Starting lineup, I'll pass. I'll pass. Uh, he's not a starter. Josh Okogie's not a starter. I think Vanderbilt could, he absolutely can start, and I think he's gotten better than last year. I think he's improved. He, he was so solid in the game. So solid. And when he's at, close to the basket, attacks the rim, he'll get those easy points, this and that. He'll finish on those often, not always, because nobody's perfect. Um, but what a fun game for the Wolves. They led the whole freaking way. It was beautiful. Torian Prince got his usual single basket and was not much of a factor out there. I hope he gets better as the year progresses. It is kind of a feeling out for a lot of these guys. And yeah, Malik Beasley, as usual, six points, but he did add three assists and Beverly, seven assists. He was super valuable down the stretch after uh, D'Angelo Russell quickly cooled off after a ridiculous start. I mean, 7 of 7, and you wind up 12 of 25. So what's that? Like 5 of... 5 of 18 after that? Oof. <laughs> 5 of 18. Wow. 5 of 18. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the uh, 14 points in the first quarter, buddy. I appreciate that. I must have forgot how to play basketball after that again. <sighs> Assist to turnover ratio, just 2 to 1. Just 2 to 1. Anthony Towns, seven turnovers as well, but three blocks, and the third one was as big as the other two. In fact, probably bigger. Major point in the game, which kept the Wolves ahead of Milwaukee when the Milwaukee Bucks were surging and trying to steal it away from us. Beautiful. Yeah, Wolves end up leading the whole way and winning the game against the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. And even when they weren't the world champions, we'd always go to Milwaukee and lose by 25 points, 30 points. 20 points, but we'd get our buzz kicked. It was always a bad game for Minnesota. Occasionally, we'd hang in there for a bit, and Milwaukee would pull away. So, I mean, this this felt damn good. It just felt damn good to get the win. It is kind of cool that the uh, the brothers are reunited. Thanasis. Hopefully I got that right. That is a cool name. Thanasis. King Thanasis. The warrior. No, not the king. Yeah, the warrior Thanasis and Giannis. <laughs> he got one basket to Thanasis. Rodney Hood, the ever-injured... Um, oh, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean, but it's like rubber band knees. I don't know. Maybe they need... Uh, poor guy, you know. Man. Man. I mean, he was supposed to be so good. He just kept getting hurt. 
Uh, George Haley's played on like 15 teams. <laughs> Grayson Hill's a pain in the ass to deal with. But generally speaking, again, one of the fun nights of the whole... Uh, this is going to be one of the highlights of the whole season, to be quite honest. Because, I mean, you... You know, th- this is one of the highlights. If there's like five games, ten games that you look back and say, wow, that was cool. This was the big one. And Giannis did not struggle in the game. He had 40 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists. He had three blocks in the game. He was outstanding the whole game. Pardon the Canadian voice. I just have fun with that word. Uh, just lots of hockey in the mind with that one. Um, really loved what he brought. It was scary. It was downright scary down the stretch, but the Wolves ended up surviving, and it felt like a million dollars, man. We beat the Bucks on the road, and this is a, they're the defending champions, and they look like they could win it again. In fact, I selected them to win again. I did. I did. We'll see if I'm remotely correct as we head much further into the season. Obviously, no championships are won in October. No championships are won in April or even May. So maybe they were way back in the old days, like the 70s, I think. Like the end of the end of the month, but yeah, we'll just keep moving on. Three and one start feels like a million bucks. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. I mean, let's just hope this isn't <laughs> smoke and mirrors like it was when Ryan Saunders first started his first regular season as head coach. His first full season as the Wolves started what three and zero, four and zero that year, and yeah, things changed pretty dramatically about a month later. It was like, what the hell is this? Like one in fifteen or some crap. I don't think that's going to happen under Chris Finch. I really don't, and I think the personnel for this roster is uh, a bit better and a bit more ready to rock and roll than they were at the time. God bless Ryan Saunders, though. I'm not taking a shot at him. I promise. So, with that, we'll pass out the awards for this week and head into the preview segment. The Lone Wolf Award, it's going to go to Anthony Edwards because he's showing true leadership. He's not flipping out at the refs. He's not picking a fight with other players or just getting super frustrated. It's more like flipping out with the refs and getting overly frustrated, stomping around, going behind the basket. What is he doing? What is he doing? I was thinking, like, that can't be real. He's just, this is a joke. It's just, He did it, didn't he? Oh, my God. But the lone wolf's going to go to Anthony Edwards because even when he has a not-so-good game, he still finds a way to make the big ones when he needs to, and he still finds a way to wind up with 25, 28, you know, minimum 19 points. He's averaging 25 a game. Carl's averaging 28, to be fair. He is freaking dominating. It's just the the behavior is ridiculous. But you look at his stats. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is, other, outside of the bleeping turnovers, four and a half a game, what is that? 55% from the floor, 95% from the free throw line. And it's not like he's attempted two free throws all season here. You know what I mean? He's attempting five a game, which isn't a bad number. 52% from downtown. The only other stat that pisses me off is the rebounding. 7.8? What is this crap? What are you, 6 foot 9? Oh, no, 6 foot 7 or something? And you're just a gritty guy? Come on, Carl, get more rebounds. That's my only complaint. Anthony Edwards is tied with Carl Anthony Towns. Tied in rebounding, which is really funny. That's funny. I find that very funny. Uh, again, Anthony Edwards, 25 points a game, 41% from the floor. But that's subject to change in his free throw percentage. Decent, but of course he did miss a big one, but made the two later that were absolutely the, uh, they were actually absolutely there to steal the deal. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's like Akogi and Patrick, uh, Patrick Beverly, yeah, right. Akogi and D'Angelo Russell uh, in a lot of ways. They can share it because I don't want to, obviously Akogi, it's like he tries really hard and I appreciate that, but there's just not enough there, this and that. 
and it's no offense. I, I don't really want to bash the guy. D'Angelo Russell had an awesome game, or at least an awesome first quarter versus the Milwaukee Bucks, but the statement he made, the inconsistency, at $30 million a year, $30 million a year, max contract, you cannot come out and tell us you forgot how to play basketball. Like, maybe you're just kind of joking and this and that, and I kind of get it because you stunk. At least you admitted you stunk. But that just sounded really, ugh, that sounded awful. It sounded like a millennial version of Terrell Brandon out there. Like, I want to let Chauncey Billups start. You know, that kind of thing. Which I would have agreed with anyway. Chauncey Billups ended up having a much better career than uh, Terrell Brandon. Grant, uh, generally speaking, he was a bit tougher down the stretch. That's for damn sure. With that said, we'll take a break. And we will return with the uh, three games to preview and then fan interaction. We actually beat the Bucks. Just wait till you hear my predictions coming up. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Going to look at four games coming up, or you could say three, because luckily it's three opponents. Try to make things simple here. I'll review up to next Friday, or preview up to next Friday, basically, and see how things go from there, because I'm not sure exactly how the schedule is going to be, but most likely the next show will be sometime next weekend, maybe. We'll just have to wait and see, because obviously the schedule is going to fluctuate, but luckily able to get a Timberwolves explosion in because of rainy days. Rainy days can help this time of year in terms of, uh, obviously, fall cleanups are the... uh, (laughs) are an issue in November, and then after Thanksgiving and all that, things get rolling. Okay, so I already talked about that. The Minnesota Timberwolves will take on the Denver Nuggets this upcoming Saturday. Looking forward to that one in a big way. The defending MVP, the reigning MVP of the NBA, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, or Jokic, or however you want to call it. It's Jokic. Uh, Denver Nuggets off to an okay start. Uh, they got to another conference final last year. They've been to a few in their history. 2-2 two two on the year. They are number one in the league with field goal percentage, thanks to Jokic, I gotta think. 19th in three-point percentage, 24th in points scored, and 27th in, <coughs> pardon me, total rebounds. Hopefully the Wolves rebound and can continue to improve because that was nice showing against the Milwaukee Bucks after they sucked so hard so for, uh, for so long versus this club. Uh, Jamal Murray's out for the season torn ACL, or at least more than likely he's not going to return this year, obviously, April uh, 13th. No injuries thus far with the Wolves, thank you, Lord. 24th in points, 21st for the Wolves, 24th for the Nuggets, 27th in rebounds, 22nd for the Wolves, but i got to think that's going to update a bit here after the Bucks game. Uh, field goal percentage, they're number one, we're 25th. Free throw, they're 30th for some reason, shooting only 64%, so I guess go ahead and hack a Jokic or hack a Denver Nugget or something. They're really low in block shots. Wolves number one in the league. And Carl Anthony Towns with three blocks versus the Bucks. That's going to help a lot as well. 28th in the league for the Nuggets. Number one for the Wolves. Wolves number one in steals as well. Thank you, uh, Jaden McDaniels. Number one in steals. A- averaging 13 and plus a game. That's pretty damn cool. Assists. The Wolves and the Nuggets are in the smaller, uh, you know, they're in the lower echelon, lower half, 17th and 18th, respectively. Nuggets are leading their turnovers. Nuggets average 20, uh, are 28th in the league, Wolves 24th, blah, blah, blah. Shouldn't go on too long. Assisted turnover ratio, both teams in the lower echelon in the league as well, along with three-point percentage. Wolves are actually right in the middle right now 
34% of the Nuggets, 33.3. They literally make one-third three-pointers per game, or yeah, or one-third of their three-pointers overall. Jokic statistics are beautiful and everything. He's averaging a triple-double and almost five assists, so he's kind of like Kevin Garnett in a sense. 20-10-5, and five, but it's, uh, no, he's not averaging a triple-double. I'm looking at his defensive rebounds. I'm an idiot. But he's 20-10-5 range like Garnett, but scoring more than Garnett, and not as good a defender as Garnett necessarily. He can be sometimes, but not gen- generally speaking. They have Will Barton. We've often talked about him on the show. He's got a nice three-point shot, 42%. Michael Porter Jr. has had some good moments. Doesn't stand out all the time. Monte Morris. Jeff Green is still around. He's now on the Nuggets. Got it like that. And a guy I've always been a big fan of, Jermichael Green. Not getting a whole lot of minutes thus far. You know, he's getting some. But not enough. 14 minutes ain't going to get a ton. The Wolves should be able to compete against this Denver Nuggets team. Denver Wolves definitely look like a better team this year. Yes, they look like crap both games versus the uh, Pelicans, as we talked about in segment one. But uh, generally speaking, the Nuggets haven't been all that great. The Wolves are 3-1. and one. Not too bad, I'd have to say. Bull Bull is a member of the Nuggets. Austin Rivers is a member of the Nuggets. They've picked up all these random guys. <laughs> P.J. Dozier is like, kind of funny. Um... Oh, and, oh, yeah, and Aaron Gordon, of course, who has another trade. Uh, Orlando with their fire sale last year, moving Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls and all that. And they got some good players. You have Wendell Carter to the Orlando. Yeah, I could just go on forever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I got to think the Wolves could beat this club. Uh, Denver, I don't think they're as good as last year, at least not yet. Uh, they lost to Utah recently, 122 to 110. They have lost a couple in a row. I do believe, yeah, they play the Mavericks before they play us the day before, so that helps. They'll be on ESPN, which is cool for them, I guess. But, uh, yep, they'll be hosting the Dallas Mavericks. They may or may not win that game, and then they come to Minnesota. So Wolves have an advantage there, no question about it. We'll be rested a few days. Denver will not. I think Wolves win the game. I think the Wolves beat the Denver Nuggets. Something along the likes, final score. Uh, You know, our scores have been all over the place. Frankly, so is Denver's. They haven't been scoring a whole lot. Usually we don't score much versus Denver. I think it'll be more of a defensive game at the end of the day. But the Wolves end up winning. Let's go with 110 to 100. Wolves win by 10 over the Denver Nuggets and Target Center on Saturday night. Saturday night. So that should be a lot of fun. Make us all feel good. Beating up the Denver Nuggets. Or just beating them. Maybe not beating them up. Who do we got next? Orlando Magic. And of course my favorite player will not be in attendance. My favorite Denver uh, Orlando Magic player at the very least. My overall favorite player is Anthony Edwards now, generally speaking, but uh, they got a nice little lineup. Uh, Cole Anthony had that huge clutch uh, three-pointer against us last year, much to our chagrin. I forgot to talk about it when other times we play the Nuggets coming up. I'll get back to that right now before I move on. We play the Nuggets. Why isn't it in front of me? What the bloody hell? We play them, yep, four times this year. Yep, obviously, that's generally how it is. We host the Wolves, uh, we host the Nuggets uh, Halloween Eve, so to speak. December 15th, they host us. February 1st, we host them one more time. And then April Fools, hopefully it's an April Fools for Denver, not us. That'll wrap up the season series, and hopefully the Wolves end up winning it 3-1 to one or something. Uh, sweeping it would be really cool, but 3-1, to one, that's possible. Orlando Magic, of course, Eastern Conference team, and we're back to the good old 82-game schedule, which I appreciate very, 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 very much. 
Yep, obviously November the 1st. Welcome to the month of November. And then March 11th is the final matchup between the two clubs. Orlando Magic are off to a 1-4 start. I guess that's not too surprising. Jonathan Isaac had a torn ACL on August the 3rd, but I got it. But that was the year before, correct? I mean, it's been over a year, right? So this wasn't recent, obviously. He's still trying to come back. Huge fan of Jonathan Isaac for many reasons. Obviously, the player even before everything. I was just such a big fan of Jonathan Isaac. Even before I started learning more and more about him. I, I mean, I loved him. Shot blocker, this and that. But doggone it, stay healthy. And then, yeah. And then things, ha you know, he... And then he didn't stand for the national, or he did stand for the national anthem, and he had to explain that. I'm, not, I'm still wondering about that one. I don't think there should be a problem with the guy standing for the national anthem. Um, and then he tore his ACL the next day, which still to this day that breaks my heart. So that's the story there. And Shuma Okii with a right hip injury as of uh, October the 19th. Orlando is 28th in points, Wolves 21st. Yep, I, I won't go over what the Wolves are in everything right now, necessarily. Obviously, blocks first, steals first. Orlando is lower echelon in a lot of categories. 25th in three-point percentage, 18th in free throw. So basically, right now, the Magic are a little bit better in free throw, just barely, 0.8%, and a little tiny bit better in rebounding, which most teams are than the Wolves at the moment and turnovers. They're slightly better at protecting the ball. Point to turnovers less than the Wolves at the moment. Otherwise, the Wolves should be able to win this game as well. Could it be the Wolves come out to a 5-1 and one start on the season? I mean, it helps bringing a little confidence when the Timberwolves can win in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the defending world champions. Because the Wolves never win in Milwaukee. Never, ever win in Milwaukee. It's a big deal. That's a big freaking deal. and made me super excited, obviously. Cole Anthony again had that big clutch shot when the Wolves were collapsing and losing to everybody last year when God love him, but he wasn't, he just, it just wasn't working out. Ryan Saunders was still head coach at the time and we just weren't beating anybody. We were inventing ways to lose. Uh, in their last five, they lost to San Antonio, just getting crushed where the Magic crushed 26 points. They lost to the Knicks by 25, 25 points to the Knicks. Two days later, beat the Knicks. So home and home type of deal. Beat the Knicks by six. That's That rhymed, I guess. The uh, Miami Heat, every time they lose, they get their asses handed to them. Except for uh, Charlotte, pardon me. They only lost by nine. They only lost by nine, and it was at home. But, uh, yeah, the Miami Heat crushed them by 17. Gosh, Orlando's gotten their butts whooped in every game. Gosh, Bulls are 4-0, huh? I got, I'm not too surprised, though. I mean, it's a, it's a good team. It's a damn good team. I don't think they're going to win the Eastern Conference or anything. Live. I must drop the F-bomb. A certain team is 4-0 and in the West right now, too, and I'm just... Ugh, ugh, oh, my God. I hate it. You can guess who it is. Just just look it up. You you know who it is. You know who I despise more than anyone. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., nice addition, obviously, from Chicago Bulls land. He's not averaging that many points, but he's, he's a good player, obviously. He's a double-double threat every bleeping night. Morris Wagner's been all over the place. Uh, he was a nice player for Michigan. Hasn't done a whole lot since. Robin Lopez, less and less minutes every year. Gary Harris, he's just been... It's like he's a corpse now. Man, I loved Gary Harris when he was with uh, Denver before he started getting hurt every bleeping five minutes. Jalen Suggs, obviously, Minnesota ties, fantastic player, and 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 what's oh what's his name? Uh, Richard Pitino just didn't repeat, uh, He just didn't show him enough love. God, I hate that kind of talk. Uh, Mo Bamba, he's the number two scorer. Nobody really stands out all that great. Nobody. 
Nobody stands out all that great right now. Terrence, or excuse me, Terrence Ross has the moments. Jalen Suggs will continue to get better, but he's a rookie, and rookies don't usually stand out their first five minutes in the league. Wolves are going to beat the Magic, I think. I think we should, right? Is it another home game? Yeah, I say there's no, you have to beat the Magic. The Wolves start off 5-0, and or 5-1, and pardon me. That's crazy. And they beat the Magic final score of 117 to 105. Wolves will win by 12 over Orlando. Not the craziest game ever, but a nice win for the Wolves nonetheless. Good feeling. 5-1. and one. I sound crazy picking the Wolves to go 5-1. and one. But, yeah, then we play that team. The team we never play well against Wednesday and Friday. Hopefully we can split this group. Uh, Kawhi Leonard torn ACL as of June 16th. Of course he's not playing. It's the NBA. But, of course, June 16th isn't that long ago. Uh, as much as I wish June 16th was today, or actually, I, I wish it was May 16th. It's nothing better than May, but um, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of reasons why you're not going to be seeing Kawhi Leonard. You might not see him the whole damn season. So me picking the Clippers getting to the finals is probably stupid, but oh well, that's how, that's what I get. November 3rd and November 5th, Wolves and Clippers. Both, uh, both games will be in Target Center. November 13th, my God, what's, what's the rush? Why do we got to play the Clippers three times in like a week? Or 10 days, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah, they might all be losses for all we know, but maybe not. Uh, Paul George usually plays well against the Wolves. Clippers, 13th. That'll be in, obviously, Staples Center. And then Staples Center's one, one more time to ring in the new year. Not sure if it's our first game or second game, but on Jan 3rd, we go to Staples Center and hopefully get a huge freaking win. That'd be nice. But it's not like Kevin loves like doing a 30-30 or a 20-30 or a 30-20 type of performance or anything. Let's move on from Caleb, shall we? Clippers are ninth in the league in points per game. They're really bad in rebounding, 29th. 19th in field goal percentage. They're absolutely fantastic in assist-to-turnover ratio, number one. And they're number one in the league in fewest turnovers, 10.3 a game. Assists also. Really nice playmaking going on in Los Angeles. Is Magic Johnson the point guard or something? Maybe. No, I don't know. 28th in the league in assists. 28th, 28th in the league. 5th in the league with 28 total assists. As of, uh, yes, as at the, uh, at the moment. Clippers haven't been winning games, though. That's the funny part. Obviously, they're super talented, but they're not winning. They're 1-2 and two at the time of uh, recording this second segment, anyway. Having lost to Portland already two days, or beat Portland two days ago, crushing the crap out of those sons of biscuits. They really beat the crap out of them. 30-point victory, 116-86. to 86. Otherwise, they lost to the Golden State Yuckers. Golden State, yeah, that team, the team I hate. Uh, in the season opener, they lost by two points at home, uh, or excuse me, in the new building in Golden State land. <laughs> they lost uh, They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, who I think are really good this year. As long as they stay healthy, they lose by six there, 120 to 114. And then, of course, the uh, Portland Jailblazers, no, they, they, because they crushed the Trailblazers by 30 to finally get a win. But obviously, nice assist to turnover ratio and all that junk. Where is the... Yeah, but then they play us again, basically. But there's got to be something. Okay, I'm looking at something. Here we go. I was going to say... Who are they playing next? Boy, they beat us by 28 points on the in the preseason. 28, that's, that's all. Okay, yep, they play Oklahoma. And Portland and Cleveland, man, they have three games. They're they're at the time I'm recording segment number two, which is again, the timing of everything. So I'm recording segment number two, 
at night. I'll be reviewing some games tomorrow, so the show will be released on Thursday, obviously, but I'm recording segment number two on Monday night, which is funny, but that's how I'm doing it, or Monday night on Wednesday night, pardon me, which might be why I'm dancing all over the place. They are beating the Cleveland Cavaliers right now by three, so... Yeah, generally their stats are pretty, but overall they haven't been good this year thus far. They just haven't been winning games, and that's what happens when you don't have, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard. He's the, one of the best players in the league. Paul George is certainly scoring a ton of points, 28.7 at the moment. <clears throat> After only three games to open up the season, Reggie Jackson averaging 15.3. Eric Bledsoe, okay, yep, that's obviously a hell of a player for Milwaukee Buck. Yeah, so it's, it's obviously a committee thing. All different playmakers. Eric Bledsoe, Paul George with five assists, and Reggie Jackson with four. So obviously guys kind of working together in that statistic. You know, it's nice. They're working together. Even Zubox averaging three assists a game. He's a good passer. Terrence Mann is averaging 3.7. So just kind of they move the ball around. They make their shots, generally speaking. Generally. Uh, they're not too spectacular, though. 17th so far in three-point percentage. Again, we play them twice. I think we're going to split. So the Wolves will open up the season 6-2, and two, according to what I'm talking about here. I think we split with the Clippers, to be quite honest. Yeah, they're both in target center, but we're not going to win both of them. I'd be very surprised if the Wolves win both, honestly. Somehow I have a feeling maybe we lose the Wednesday game on the 3rd and then win on the 5th. Somehow I think it's going to be something like that. Maybe the Wolves are get beat up a little bit from Orlando. And then, even though we beat them, whatever, but the Clippers are got to be due for at least one win. Maybe they beat us kind of handily on Wednesday when it's going to be the Clippers of their third win in a row or something and get above 500, which would be pretty impressive in their case. I guess the, after starting off the year, kind of icky. Um, should be interesting, but I think it's a split. I think the Wolves lose the Wednesday game, and it's going to be high scoring, I think. I think it's going to be much higher than some of these have been so far, like 128 to... 128 to like 118 they beat us by 10 and then the Wolves come back the next time around lower scoring so we actually win in a lower scoring battle final score 120 not that low scoring but lower 120 to 111 Wolves beat the Clippers the leading scorer versus the Nuggets Carl Anthony Towns she seems to always have some great games versus that club versus Orlando it's got to be uh, Anthony Edwards and I think versus the Clippers Carl will lead the Wolves in scoring on Wednesday, and Anthony Edwards gets 30-plus versus the Clippers on Friday at the end of the day. So the Wolves open up the season 6-2. and two. Could be a very, very impressive situation here going forward with the Wolves versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, and generally speaking, with a 6-2 and two start to the season, I mean, that's got to get a lot of people excited. Then you get Memphis and Golden State on the road, and the Clippers and Lakers on the road. Ooh. Ooh. We might go one and three the next week. Well, we'll see. Um, and if we do it by Fridays, like I've been doing, maybe I'll do it that way where maybe we might go one and two or something. But we'll worry about that when the time comes. And if there's a long hiatus, it's just because I've been unable to record the show due to the lawn cleanup season. And, of course, again, Black Friday on, most likely the night we play the Charlotte Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, Black Friday on, it'll be a weekly deal. Friday, 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 Friday. But uh, maybe it will be Fridays anyway. Who knows? Maybe if it just magically rains every Friday, I'll try to get behind the mic and keep this thing going in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> just have to wait and see the Wolves, though. Six and two to start the season. Not too bad. We'll be back for fan interaction after this.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, final segment, fan interaction. Ready to look at the Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. So please do join that. Apologize again for the low amount of followers. I lost the other profile not too long ago because Twitter's crazy and I still don't even know what happened, but really don't know. Appreciate the likes and the retweets. Benzo with the like. Vince Germano with the retweet of the most recent episode. Season preview, episode 311. Uh, Levi Brown with the retweet. Thank you so much. And today, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. And of the Courtside Podcast. Awesome. Can't wait till you guys get that thing going again. It's been, been away for a little while, looks like. Maybe the, guy, the, guy, the guys got busy and everything. It's about as good of a basketball podcast as there is on the planet. Levi and Tanae Brown are from New Zealand. Thank you guys so much for the retweets and for the just wonderful loyalty to the show. You guys are awesome. And here we go. Random Hoops. That would be Pumpa out of Brisbane, Australia. Reese Padretti. Awesome, awesome guy. Oh, look at this. Was that Chuck Pearson? Oh, Chuck Person, pardon me, to... I thought that was Terry Porter. No, that's Durham. Oh, my God. That's Winston Garland to Durham. I think it's Pat Durham was his name, but a good play and good memories. There's Dikemi Matumbo of the Nuggets. It's got to be, obviously, the early half of the 90s. Uh, obviously, there's no Garnett. That is old school. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Reese Pedretti. You know how much I love old school. Apologize, I didn't like or retweet it just yet. But yeah, I guess that was only like a day ago. This is uh, some awesome stuff. It really is. It's super classic. Again, Brisbane, Australia. Good memories. This is probably about Winston Garland. So we're probably talking 93, 94-ish? Yeah, 93, 94. Maybe 94, 95, I think. Terry Porter got there just in time to help uh, Garnett and such, right? And then Sam Mitchell returned. That was all kind of around the same time. It's Terry Porter wore number 30, so obviously he wasn't there yet, because that means Garnett wasn't either, but Wolves still played in the same building. Sorry for babbling so much, but man, that was nice. Of course, again, this is going to be a super short segment, unfortunately. Not a whole lot of interaction, and that's my own fault. I need to be a little more active on there, and we will probably have more next week, but again, thank you for that. Tanae Brown says, Anthony Edwards having zero free throws at halftime is ridiculous. I think it happened last game, too. Over half of his shots are from beyond the arc. Can we get him to the going to the hoop, please? Yeah, it's like he goes to the hoop, but I understand. Yeah, he does settle for jumpers, doesn't he? That's probably his biggest weakness, and I should have talked about that more. I feel stupid not mentioning that a little bit more. Uh, that's kind of on me there. Needs to get to the basket more. Needs to, yeah, he needs to stop settling. He does settle a lot. And that seems to be kind of the Wolves' Achilles heel forever with a lot of our star players over the years, including even the guys who put an asterisk next to the word star, like Andrew Wiggins. Uh, when he was a rookie, he attacked the rim. He was awesome. And I was like, wow, this guy's going to be a special player. I was so excited. And then he very quickly became more and more of a settler. Uh, early in his second year, he looked downright at spectacular 25, 26, 30 points. You know, he was so good, and he was super clutch. And then it all just went away. It was weird. It was weird, because there, there was definitely some promise with him. But, uh, yes, Anthony Edwards does need to get to the free throw line more. When he does, he's great. We appreciate it. Yeah, versus Milwaukee's, uh, New Orleans, pardon me, zero free throws at all. Zilch. That was in the law. No, that was in the win. That was zero free throw attempts. On Saturday, that's freaking bad. I almost dropped an F-bomb. That's really bad. On Monday, 
Zero free throw attempts. Man, that's why he only had 19 points. That was his low of the season. Four of four. Those must have, yeah, those were all in the second half. Feel you there. Four of four. That was on Monday. And then Wednesday, last night, versus the Schmucks. No, versus, they're not the Schmucks. <laughs> they're really good, obviously. Schmucks would be different teams. Uh, he was five of six. Yep, I remember he missed a key free throw late. But, yep, he got to the line late. He was clutch late after a weak general first half. He was pretty weak. And, yeah, two of ten from downtown and nine of 24 overall. That explains the low field goal percentages. Yes, he's been he's been settling too much, um, obviously. And he, he, he did that a bit last year as well when he'd have some of those rotten games during his rookie wall uh, sections of his season. He does settle a bit, does Anthony Edwards, occasionally. He gets a little too trigger-happy, and he loves his shot. He's, he's mentioned that before. I think it's going to get better. Uh, obviously, Andrew Wiggins said that. Pardon me. That was Andrew Wiggins who said that. He loves his shot. The long two-pointers that never went in, like 2 of 11 type of garbage. Uh, it's going to get better from Anthony, but yes, if he's able to attack the rim more, the better he'll be, and the more successful the Wolves will be. He's got the strength, where Andrew really didn't. Andrew really never got bigger, did he? He'd maybe put on like three pounds, basically, of muscle his whole career, where Anthony put on a ton of muscle in the offseason, and he grew an inch, too. Pretty cool. Or was it two inches? He at least grew one, where he's like a legitimate 6'6 now, and he's Michael Jordan. Well, he's Michael Jordan's height, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, I really, really damn good point. Thank you very much, Tene Brown, and that can help uh, help make this uh, segment feel more and more worth it. Really appreciate you bringing that to the table, my brother. Really appreciate that in a big way. So, final stuff here, and I didn't come to talk about Vigit again because I'm an idiot, but uh, I have the paper. Otherwise, I could just cut it out off my head. Here, here it is. The Vigit application. The Vigit application for Android devices and Apple devices. Just look it up in the uh, app section. V-I-G-I-T. Two, two different words. Sports Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues. A month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free to play sports book. Bet free coins. Win real prizes. That's always a really fun thing where it's kind of like a national thing. You know, like predictions and such. Betting stats. There is great information available on the Vigit Like Line movement where the public is betting. So again, you can kind of even use it as a cheat sheet as well to see where everything is. This is not real money wagering. You are not using real money. This is play money. It's like fantasy betting, but it's a lot of fun to compete against others with it. Just like fantasy football, this and that. You can have a lot of fun, and if you bet money on the side, that's up to you. But it's not done on the application. The application is strictly fantasy betting. But do join it. It's a lot of fun. And if you do join, the referral when they ask is Paladino Live, all one word. That information will be in the show description. Other things as well, please do write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Audible. On those three apps, I know that's available. It might be available on others, but on those for sure I know. Those of you that have done that in the past, thank you so much. I, I deeply appreciate you. And those of you out there that are planning on doing it, thank you in advance. It really helps the show. Please write a positive rating for the show. It's getting lonely and stupid lately. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. <laughs> just being honest. Um, but I appreciate all of you that have, though, because... The number you have, and you are just the greatest people ever. Uh, final thing, if you'd like to get on fan interaction with your voice, which Tanae has done in the past, Vince has done, I believe uh, Wayne Hunt has. Otherwise, maybe I've just gone on the Courtside Podcast with Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, and of course Vince Germano, all three of them. Absolutely spectacular show. Look that up on all the different applications out there, like iTunes, iHeartRadio, you know, it's all out there. Podomatic, I think they still use that even any application courtside podcast and on facebook 
CRTSDE. Look that up. The court side, I believe that's on the, yep, they're on Twitter. They have their own website. Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog. He's the creator and executive producer. And I'm the only dog. I'm the lone wolf here. I'm literally the lone wolf. I get the lone wolf award every week for this show because yeah, I'm the only guy. I'm the only producer and host and all that. I'm the, I'm just the guy. I'm the lone ranger. Okay, you get the point. But I'd like to hear your voice on the show. That'd be great. All you got to do is open up your smart device. There is a free voice application built into every single one. Otherwise, you can just download them off of... Uh, <laughs> you can just download them off the Play Store if you see another one you like more, whatever it is. Just open it, press record, talk like a phone call, or with your earbuds on, who cares, whatever it is. You can even use a recording uh, software on your laptop, earbuds, or whatever you use, a microphone with earbuds, who knows. Uh, and just talk, enjoy, comment, question, joke around a little bit about something with the wolf, uh, wolves-related, NBA-related you can keep it to five minutes. You can make it a little longer if you really want to, if you really have a lot to say, as long as you're on topic for the most part and not telling me how many times you got drunk when you were younger. I don't care. <laughs> if somebody cares about that, that's their prerogative, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yep, then you just save it and email it or share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. That will be in the show description as well. With that said, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Hope the Wolves keep things going. Will I be back in a week? Will it be two weeks? We'll see. Eventually, by Black Friday, we'll be back to weekly broadcasting again. I'll be able to keep up with things a little better. Until then, it'll be random days because of the you know the rainy days and Sundays or rainy days and Saturdays that this show will be recorded because of uh, fall cleanup season and all that. And it would have been the same if it was the middle of summer as well. With that said, take care. God bless. We'll see you very soon. <laughs>